Thank you all for checking out Convergence. Today you are listening to part one of a two-part conversation with my good friend, hip-hop artist, Jonathan Vila. In this podcast, we talk about different struggles common to artists. We also touch on counseling, something we strongly encourage. Check out our website at convergenceva.com. There you will find featured artists and their artwork, as well as past and present podcasts. You can also find Convergence Podcasts on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Convergence Podcast for the wanderer, cynic, and half-empty. Hey, yo, I'm looking for happiness, but I can't seem to find it. I'm searching in the wrong place, but I guess I'm so blind that I'm binded in bondage. My mind is my hostage. I've divided these lies and I've lost it. Because I can't find peace in the direction that I seek. So I drop to my knees and present you with my plead. Because it's sickening, the pain is sticking. I'm drifting. My addiction to my own sin got me swimming in my affliction. So am I winning? No, I'm losing. Everything I thought that I was doing, undo it. Because I've been pursuing pleasure in empty treasure, hoping that this measure of false joy will fill this large void. Because I'm afraid to face reality, cowardly. This depression that is pressing needs to be dealt with urgently. Because in a few weeks I could be sprawled out on the bathroom floor, towel stuffed underneath the door, suffocation from bleach. Save me, Lord. Do you want to tell me a little bit about your music first? Would that be cool? Yeah. So as far as just like the style of music I do or just... Yeah, you could okay. start with like the style and then maybe <clears throat> yeah. what inspired you. Yeah, so I do um, hip hop. Um, I rap uh, at this time in my life from, well, not at this exact moment, but produce my um, own music as far as the beats and stuff. Um, basically, I started off doing music about 20... Or not 2017, 2008, 2009. It started off, uh, long story short, it started off doing a, um, or I was always a fan of hip hop. And then I became a huge fan of like Christian rap um, when I got saved. When I was about, I got saved probably like when I was 13 years old. Okay. And my brother and his friend used to listen to, uh, um, I don't know if you remember, remember him, T Bone. Do you remember T Bone? That sounds familiar, yeah. yeah. He was a big, he was like one of the like, the OGs of Christian <laughs> His music was all about like like mutilating and killing demons. Like that's oh, what really? it's all about. Like murdering demons. Wow. <laughs> it was really it was funny. It's like it was just, <laughs> it was so graphic, but it was like, I'm killing demons for the Lord and stuff. So, <laughs> um, so I always loved music. Um, okay. but never thought I would ever rap. And just like there's a whole bunch of stuff happened in life and, and God kind of just putting music in my hand and just orchestrating all these different events um, just led to to me pursuing music. Um, but I've been doing, you know, we started off with a rap group called God's Army back in Bradenton, Florida. It was me and my brother and um, Jimmy and our boy uh, Hector, who we called H-Lo. And uh, we just, like, just started writing. And my brother kind of rapped a little bit on the side, and our friend Hector, he was really good rapper. He still really is. And um, we just like created this rap group. It just everything happened so organically, like nothing was planned. And the, we ended up performing at this event. We created like three songs. It like we blew the roof off, and like it just led to us performing, you know, 
event after event every week and we were traveling you know from tampa to orlando we went to oh. bonifay florida performed at this uh christian boot camp cool um there's just like a lot of crazy stuff that was happening like out of our control right um but yeah and then that led to um after you know the group ended ended sadly and uh and then i kind of just did music on my own for a little bit and then fast forward to moving to virginia yeah and then now planning moving back to Florida soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah, but man. So the first spoken word that you did, um, the introduction to the podcast, mm-hmm. um, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Like um, kind of where it came from, what um, inspired that? Yeah. So, I mean, originally I, I uh, wrote it. It was actually for um, my friend Hector. H. Lo, who uh, he was doing a song, and I, from what I remember, I don't think the song ever came out. I can't remember what happened. Um, but uh, the whole—it was that time in my life. It was probably like 2014, 2015. I think I was already living in Virginia, I believe. Um, it's just been a very—it feels like it's been a you know a season that has lasted years. Mm-hmm. You know, a very long season in my life, and I feel like I'm kind of maybe almost like I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Sure. Like I'm kind of still in it, but now I see, oh, like I see the way out. After after I've been running in this tunnel for so long in the dark, thinking I'm never going to get out, I feel like I start, I'm seeing the light now. Yeah. Um, but uh, the song was really just about, or that specific uh, piece was really just about, you know, how it starts off, like I'm looking for happiness, but I can't seem to find it. And I'm searching in the wrong place, but I guess I'm so blinded. Like I know, I know I'm going in the wrong place, but I'm I'm still doing it anyways. Right. And it was just about that thought of, you know, you always hear like, "Oh, money can't make you happy," which eh, I want to say that's kind of false. I think money can make you happy to a certain extent because, like, at least give you security. Yeah. Because if I had more money right now, <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would not have to live paycheck to paycheck. Right. Uh, we'd be able to pay some stuff on sure. and that would give me peace of mind and which would make me happy. So it's like a little false. Like, but like the whole idea of like seeking for happiness, um, outside of God, uh, the hard part is like, you're told like, Oh, you can't find it, but it's like, you kind of can. And so it's like that thought of like, well, you know, maybe I can't be ha- happy, happy, but you know, I'll be a little happy, you know, sure. if I, you know, pursue these, you know, materialistic things. Um, but it really is like there's the, one of the lines I say is um, hoping this um, measure of false joy will fill this large void. Yeah. So like this measure, and I you know I just think of something like a millimeter. Like this measure of false joy will fill this large void. Hoping for that, and it's true. We constantly, especially you know, I'll speak for myself. I I can constantly seek out things know you know kind of like what paul said you know i do what i don't want to do and what i don't want to do i do and yeah it's like you trick yourself to thinking i know this won't end well but hey in the moment it's good right and yeah dude and so you you look for that happiness outside of god and so yeah it's pretty much what that is is just you know looking for looking for false joy hoping it's going to fill that big void inside of you yeah yeah man i I can um I can relate to that too. Mm-hmm. Um uh do you have any like advice for somebody who's in that place in their life 
like if maybe maybe some people won't know that they're in that place but some some people are unfortunately extremely aware that they're in that place but they may not know how to find a way out of that mm-hmm. like do you have any as far as like anything you would want to say as far as just being kind of like being in that tunnel yeah where you're just stuck in that place where you're just you know that what you're turning to isn't really helping you filling you you know what i mean like you know it but you just you're kind of repeating the same cycle over and over again you're just continuing to do it and hoping one day that maybe it'll work like, do you have any anything you would say to somebody who's maybe going through that? Yeah, um, one thing is, and I'm definitely, you know, from what I said when I when I mean like running through that dark tunnel, and, yeah. and now you know, kind of seeing a little bit of light, a little bit of hope. Um, it is very a scary, lonely, dark, depressing, hard place to be, where you do feel alone, and you get to the point in life where you're like, you feel, I can't pray anymore. I can't like, there's no like, Oh, let me pray 30 more minutes a day or, or let me read a hundred chapters today. Uh, You know, it's like you get to a point where you, and then even if you meet with friends and talk about it and you do counseling and cause I'm someone who, you know, I do counseling about once a month right now. Um, and I did counseling with my pastor, uh, every week for like, you know, probably two, three years, like, yeah. I'm someone who's very uh, pro-counseling. Yeah, absolutely. And, because um, it's kind of like, you know, the car needs oil change, your your mind, your life needs maintenance. That's right. So, even if your things are going good, I would still recommend counseling, because you still need that oil change, <laughs> that yeah. tire rotation. Um, yep. But, all that aside, uh, you know, the the way I have been feeling as far as being like in that dark tunnel and, and what I mean f- for those who are a little confused as far as like, what do you mean dark tunnel? Meaning, cause I'm at a place in my life where like Jesus once said, even the demons believe, but they still tremble. Like I believe God, but it's like, do I trust God? It's like to help my unbelief. And so like I just wrote, um, and I'm sorry, I'll get to your question. I'm, I'm just trying to, make it there (laughs) no you're good um you're good i I just journaled this uh i think yesterday yeah today's saturday i'll just read a little portion of it but it kind of helps you where my mind where my mind is at um i just it was like questions i was asking to see where i was at in life and i said uh, i said hello jesus i don't believe like i used to the world has changed my view it has caused me to doubt who you truly are Though I have not lost my belief in your existence, I have doubted who you are. And then I asked these questions. Are you the God of the Bible? I believe so. Did your son die on a cross to save humanity from sin? And if they believe in him, they will not perish. I said, I'm not sure at this moment, unfortunately. Has the Bible been translated accurately without distortion? That seems to be the case. What's holding me back right now? I'm just not sure. And that's just a portion of, of what I wrote that day. But um, basically sharing that, um, I've just been 
you know, I got saved when I was 17, 16, or no, 12, 13, but then I was really like walking with God when I was 16, 17, like hardcore, yeah. like, you know, I was very, um, unfortunately at times, like, so on fire for the Lord, which many people do this, you become almost like prideful, like everyone should be doing what I'm doing. Yeah. You need to be reading the Bible as much as I do. You need to pray. You need to fast. Yeah. You know, all, all that. And, yep. and then it's, you know, you learn it's kind of like the honeymoon honeymoon phase. You're on fire for God. It's easy to pray. It's easy to read yeah. the word of God. It's easy to, to witness. And then eventually you just kind of fall down that slope. And, and so that became towards right before I got married back in 2011. And so from about 2011, um, t- till now, you know, it's been like nine years. Um, my first year of marriage was terrible, and we can probably get to that later, but um, <laughs> 99% on me, 100% on me. Um, but uh, I just got really depressed. I, the hardest part was, like, that fire was put out, that fire for God. And, and then it, was, it just felt like, man, I, I don't believe in God like I used to, or I don't trust him. And, you know, and then I started to kind of, like, get to a place, you know, that up and down yeah. mountain valley and... And then I slowly just, just keep you know like, one step forward, two step backwards, and and then it got to the point where you know, I was just like, man, God, like I'm, I'm, I'm just struggling to, to trust who you are, and 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 listening to different you know outside influences and and thoughts of the world and what people have said, it, it caused me to question. Is like, do I believe God is real? Yes, I do. Do I believe that God exists? Yes, I do. Do I believe that God is the God of Christianity, uh, uh, Jesus dying on the cross? That is something at this time, unfortunately, in my life, I am uncertain. It's like I want to believe it, but there's still a part of me that's scared to. Yeah. And so, very long-winded answer to your question. Um for those of you who are still in that dark tunnel, as I am, um, if we believe what the Word of God says, and I think it's in Ecclesiastes or I believe in Proverbs, I can't remember which book it is, maybe Ecclesiastes, but it talks about like how there's a season. Ecclesiastes. Yes. Yeah, a <laughs> season of death. There's a season of life. There's a season yeah. of growing. And, you know, everything has a season. Everything in life, whether good or bad, is temporary. Yeah. Nothing lasts forever, meaning earthly things. And so the situation you are in doesn't last forever. Though it feels like forever, especially when you think of a season, you think of like, you know, a few months or maybe a year. Yeah. But maybe your season, as mine is, is years. Yeah. And one thing is I those who are in that dark tunnel, whether, you know, whatever you're going through, whether it's a, a type of addiction or um, depression or, you know, feeling like you have a, a failure in your life that constantly keeps reminding you of feeling like you're a failure, all that is temporary and, and it's only going to last a season. And, and what I encourage is, like, it's, it's, it's annoying to hear, but continuing to strive to move forward. Um, I always have this idea of like, if there's a brick wall and you give me a sledgehammer, 
I'm going to keep beating down that wall until it breaks down. It may take me forever, but as I'm hammering it down, I'm slowly getting through and eventually I'm going to see light and eventually I'm going to get through. And so it's just that mindset of like, keep pushing, even if you can't really see the evidence yet. Um, One thing that I, that's been helping me as of late. um, And one thing that kind of caused me to go on his downfall is I have a very, um, I think we talked about this before. Um, I have like a unique relationship with music. Like it's almost like my relationship with music is really, knitted with God like if you think about when um, I think it's in first or second Samuel when Jesus says or when the Bible says um, <laughs> that <laughs> Jesus said I guess uh, that David and Jonathan's souls were knitted together yeah. it's like I feel like I have that with God and music like it's knitted together whether that's good or bad I don't know um, but it's almost like my my walk with God or relationship with God or my relationship with music, it, it kind of like affects the other. And so basically long story short, um, I released a mixtape, uh, back in 2017, November, 2017. And at this time I was going to full sail university for mm-hmm. music production. Um, I was about to graduate in November. And so, um, it was a pretty busy time in my life. I was, uh, the drummer on the worship team. Um, and I was also had the task of cleaning the church, and I was, you know, married, working full time, going to school full time, and then also um, an artist, you know, so recording my own music and creating an album. So I was doing a lot at the same time, and so I had this mixtape that I was um, releasing, and and uh, I was, you know, recording it myself, mixing it. I had a few friends help me out with it as well. Um, but this mixtape was called Old Wineskin. And it was kind of like an idea of like out with the old, in with the new. And, and a lot of the, it was like a compilation of older songs that I've written years ago, but never released. And I kind of felt like, man, I know God gave me these songs for a reason. Yeah. So I got to release it. Definitely. And so a friend gave me an idea one day is like, cause I, I was telling him like, man, I want to work on new music, but you know, I have all these old songs that I never released. And he's like, yo, why don't you just do like a free project, free mixtape or album? And just record all those old songs that you've had and then release it so that you can kind of get that out of the way and be like, you know what? I did it. They're done. Now let's move on to new stuff. And so so I decided, okay, yeah. So I, I went through like a, you know, basically a, in my mind, a, a box of different songs that I've written and, and thought of like, okay, what are the best ones that can still hold up today that I've, even though I've written them, you know, five, you know, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. What are the best songs that I could release for this product? So I had a couple old songs, um, and then I had a couple of new songs that I written. And then I had this idea of like, and, you know, basically right now I'm just kind of painting the picture of, of how much effort I put into this. Yeah. And so I had uh, compiled the old song with a few new songs, and um, some of the music was already produced by other uh, producers for me, but then there's a couple where I created from scratch, which I was really proud of. You know, I was just graduating from music uh, production at Full Sail University, yeah. and I was like, man, I'm, I, I want to be able to, like, do something from scratch, like, create the music, re- uh, write the lyrics, record it myself, um, mix and master it. You know, I want to do everything from top to bottom, and so I was doing that, and then uh, I had a few, like, skits, because also in school, we had um, a few projects where we had to do Foley sounds and, like, create you know sound effects and stuff and skits so i was like man i'm gonna use that <laughs> yeah and so like you know the beginning of the the project you hear 
um, someone like journaling. I actually had Jonathan Robertson record the voiceover for me. So cool. He's journaling. Basically, I, I created like this um, this uh, story of because the album's called Old Wine Skin. Yeah. And basically, it's all this old music that I'm trying to just pour out. Yeah. Before I put the new wine skin in. Right. And the new wine in. And so I had this idea of like creating this two journal entries, one in the beginning of the mixtape and one at the end. And basically it's a journal between the version of me of 2017 yeah. and the 17-year-old version of me. Wow. Talking to each other. That's an awesome concept. Yeah, thank you. And basically it's the 17-year-old is, is angry. All right. Um, that he was held back. And so, like, and then the, the, the you know, at that time, it's 2017, so I was, I was 27 years old, so 10 years, you know, apart. It's basically communicating with each other, being angry, because now the 27-year-old's like, man, why did you hold me back? Why didn't I just go for my, why didn't I just go for it? Why yeah. was I scared? Why did I allow fear to, to hold me back from just pursuing my dreams? Fear of failure, fear of people doubting me, fear of rejection, uh, uh, all these different fears coming up. And so it starts off with, um, just kind of like getting angry, but then it's like, eh, you know, it's just a dream. Like, let me just accept it. And so yeah. from there you go on to the last skit of the mixtape. And it's it's really like I had Jeff um, Chenault uh, play guitar on it. And then there's like, a, it's like a camp's fire scene. So you hear like a fire in the background and journaling. And basically it's the, the old version of me apologizing for holding me back all these years because of fear. You know, it's, it's interesting. It's like two yeah. different parts of me. And it's like, I held you back cause I was, I was scared that you would fail. Yeah. But now I realized I failed you and I should have never allowed fear to prevent you from moving forward. It was, it's like that, that part of me that was listening to fear is what held the, yep. the, the, the dreamer inside of me. And it's all about like, I'm letting you go. Like, though this is scary, I'm letting you just go for it. And it's very heart-touching um, ending to the mixtape. Uh, but all that being said, the reason why I bring all that up, um, sorry, I can ramble. <laughs> um, I put so much effort into this project. And to the last minute of its release, like the whole, I didn't want to release it like on iTunes or anything because I wanted people to get it for free. Like I wanted it to be for free. I wanted right. to be easy access. Some of it was old music and I just wanted to get it out the way and do something really fun. Right. And I had my friend Mishlo who created the artwork for it and uh, he did a really good job. And, um, and so I, I was real excited about it and I was releasing it. I can't remember the, the, I think it was noise trade. My friend had told me about it. He's like, yo, you can release it for free on here. People can download it for free. And then they have the option to like tip you. Like they can Whoa. give you any amount of money you want. So That's like, cool. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, awesome. Like that's easy. They could download it for free. And so the day that the, the, the night before that I'm supposed to release the album, I had a friend of mine back in Florida uh, who I used to record. He, he had a studio in his house and he recorded me a lot. Yeah. And so he offered to mix a few songs for me to kind of lighten the load. For, and so I was like, oh, yeah, damn. So I, I'm sending him a couple songs. It was like, two, I want to say two, maybe three. I think it was at least two songs. And so while he was trying to send me the sessions, because he had completed it, he was sending me over that night 
because then I was going to, because everything was done. I just had to upload it onto yeah. the website and then I was just going to hit submit. Boom. As he was trying to send me the tracks, like bounce it from his Pro Tools session, his entire Pro Tools crashed. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Yes. As he's trying to send it to me that night. This is 10 o'clock at night. His Pro Tools crashed and it finally gets rebooted and it like lost all the files. The only files he was able to keep was like a couple of tracks, like the, the music, like one of my vocals, and, and Shua was actually on, on, I think, one or two of the songs. So it's like, basically it was like, you know, you know, you know when you record music, you have multiple layers, background yeah, vocals, and all right. that stuff. All that was gone. Oh. And so, and he was really frustrated because he put so much work into it. Yeah. And so this is 10 o'clock at night. So he had to, once he got it up and running, he had to mix two songs in like a, just a couple of hours and so that night and I was a janitor at that time and uh, at the university I was working for and I had to be at work at 6.30 in the morning Yeah, that's when I clocked in I usually woke up like at 5 and so 10 o'clock everything crashes so the whole night I'm in communication with him trying to get back with him and he's working on his stuff I didn't sleep I did not go to bed um it was literally he sent me the tracks at 5:30 in the morning and I didn't go back cuz I'm like, you know, trying to help it out and figure things out cuz I'm like I couldn't go to sleep. I needed to make sure he gave yeah, it to me. Yeah. That's right. He gives me the songs. I put it on um he finally gives it to me the songs like 5:30. Everything's kind of taking a while to load up. It's 6:10. I got to go to work. I tell my wife, "Please, can you just like once this loads, hit submit for me." So I didn't even go to sleep. I was up the entire night. I go to work. I'm in communication with my wife. She sends me, and finally it's released. I was like, thank God. Yeah. So I post it on social media. You know, at the same time, like, looking on my phone, cleaning toilets. Yeah. <laughs> and it releases. And this was, like, the soul-crushing part, too. Um, my, uh, I released the album, and I'm having multiple people tell me that they can't download it that when they download it, it would keep saying like, this is not a secure site. And it was almost like as if it was gonna keep your, steal your information. Like multiple people were telling me that. And I was like, what is going on? Some people were able to download it easily. Some people weren't, some people didn't trust the site. And it was so frustrating. Cause I was like, the whole purpose of me doing it this way was to make it free and make it easy to be, yeah. to access it. And it almost turned out to be the opposite. And then, you know, on top of that, I was already kind of down cause my friend had to mix a song, final minute. Yeah. The quality wasn't great. And then some of the songs that, you know, it was like too many cooks in the kitchen. You know, yeah. too many people trying to work on it at once. And, you know, and then it was my first mixtape I did by myself. So, like, it's not going to be great. And I'm a, unfortunately, I'm a perfectionist. And so I want everything to be perfect. Yeah. And so, like, nothing satisfies me. And so all this stuff happened. And, and I mean, the cool thing besides that situation, um, go back about a week or so I, I had the opportunity to perform on the radio oh um, really yeah it was uh it was one of Li liberty university station um okay 90.1 the light or some fm i can't remember the station uh, i don't know yeah so i got um i got to perform there they let me rap one of my songs live me and shua went with me there cool turned out really great i had a few people who were, i told yo i'm gonna be on this station at this time listening and they're gonna let me perform so it came out really cool and, yeah. and the people at the radio station were really impressed and then the guy who ran it afterwards was like hey when 
your album releases, send me a few of your songs so I could play it on the radio for you. I Dude. was like, oh, snap. I got real excited. Yeah. I was like, yeah, definitely. Like, he came up to me and told me that. I was like, yeah, definitely. So, you know, I released the album. I got, like, my three best songs, sent it to him, uh, waited, like, a week, never responded. Emailed him again, uh. never responded. Waited another week. I was like, I'm going to email him one more time. That's it. Never responded. I ended up running into him at the university in the bathroom and I was like hey what's up man he's like hey I was like yo uh, have you been getting my emails like I sent you the music he's like oh man I'm just waiting for the producer to approve it it just seemed like he was make- it was almost like he didn't Yeah. I don't know it was weird because I'm like why would you ask me to send you music and then never respond to yeah. me like just odd you know Yeah. and so where my mind goes automatically it was oh maybe he'd listen to it and realized the quality wasn't good enough to be on the radio and that's why he didn't do it that could be part of it i mean i know one of the songs was great quality two of the songs like eh, it's okay maybe but to, but to not to even get back to me yeah respond to me yeah. like i didn't ask you to put the music on that's the radio. right you came up to me that's and said, right hey send me the song so i was really frustrated with that yeah and then you know and then you know add to people not being able to download this the music and then um, I won't name this person, uh, but I was telling this guy, um, I'm pretty sure you know him as well, but I was telling this guy uh, who was a friend at the time that situation with the radio. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, like I sent him the music. He never got back to me. Like, I don't know what, why. And then that person responded and he like cut himself off because I think he felt like he was going to say something bad. But he, it, I think I knew what he was going to say. He was like, well, Jonathan, you know, the quote, and then he just stopped. Mm. And it almost sounded like he was about to say, well, the quality of the music's not great, so maybe that's why they didn't, you know, they rejected it. But it's like he stopped himself. Yeah. And then I don't know if he was going to say that or not. It did sound like it. Yeah. And I was already kind of thinking it. Maybe he wasn't. Yeah. But it felt like it. And so, like, it was like little things. And, you know, and it's like, unfortunately, my, um, my, uh, what's the word, my ability of uh, to accept criticism and stuff at times it's like I'm almost like I'm like a baby bird. I'm so fragile. Like your mind kind of fills in all the gaps. Yeah, and, and it's like so like someone could a hundred people can be like, You are amazing. Yeah. And one person can be like, You suck and I will ignore the hundred and just focus on that person who said you suck. And Yeah, I did. So just that situation, the music not being downloaded right, and then I don't know why, but um and I talked to my friend the other day about this it's like I created this expectation that couldn't be met. I thought that it's like people, I was, I was telling people, I don't really have expectation. No, I just helped a few people download it, blah, blah, blah. But for some reason in the back of my mind, I was like, well, but I yeah. do hope God's going to use it in some way to open doors for me. You know, I just felt like God was going to open the door, roll out the red carpet. People were going to start contacting me. Yeah. Like, Can you perform here and here? You know, I had all these like big, you know, um, dreams that I thought was going to happen like that. Yeah. And none of it happened. And it was as if I, f- I felt like, oh, God failed me because I put all of this work into this project and <clears throat> invested so much time into it. I like had all this passion and like, you know, and you know, I didn't sleep that whole day. Like there was so much going to, I got to perform on the radio, but then the guy didn't respond to my emails. And I just felt like God failed me. Yeah. And it was like, and then what, what was even more interesting, what, what's interesting is 
at this time I was on the worship team um, and was going to school. And so like I released the album November, I gra- on November 1st. I graduated November 17th. And at this, like the last two months, I took a break from the worship team. And my mindset when I released the album was, okay, like I knew, you know, I know the reality of, you know, of, uh, you know, stuff that it can be popular for a second and then dies off. So like the way to, cons- to, to get your name out there is you got to consistently put out great work. So I knew, okay, once this album releases, I can't just like, you know, wait two years to release another one. I got to just start working on something, put something out while the you know, fire's burning. Yeah. But everyone was telling me, yo, you've been doing so much. Like you were, you know, you just finished school, you know, you're, you're, uh, just dropped your album. Take a break, man. Take like, it's November. Start back up in January. But part of me was like, but I'm not tired. You know, like I feel good, but I was thinking, well, maybe they see something I don't. Maybe, maybe I need to like maybe brain fatigue. Maybe I just need to relax. And so I did. But then when January came, like that fire was like it's almost my fire burnt out because at this time I was waking up at three o'clock in the morning, yeah, uh, working on music. Um, before uh, I was working on schoolwork and music before I would go to work. So I was like, I was always like, man, I gotta wake up early at three before anybody else is waking. You know, the competitive yeah. mindset. Uh, putting in the work and music and stuff and then when everyone told me like just take a break i'm always i'm always either zero or a hundred so yeah. when someone says take a break i'm like all right well i'll take a break so i stopped waking <laughs> up early for those yep. two months and then when i tried to get back into it in january i just like i lost that rhythm i couldn't wake up early anymore but the biggest thing that i didn't notice at that moment was i felt like god failed me i felt like even though I didn't think millions of people or thousands of people were going to listen to it, yeah, I still thought God was going to use it in a way that I would visibly see, yeah, and that it would bring me to all these different whatever areas in life, and it didn't happen. And so, like, not that that caused me to lose my faith entirely in God, because I was already on the edge, but that pushed me over the edge. Sure, and. I eventually quit the worship team. Eventually kind of stopped going to church. A lot of things happened, you know, besides that. But it was like, you know, outside. It was like so many things were happening at once. But like I said, that pushed me over the edge. And it was just like, man, I went to school for this. I just graduated. I'm such a perfectionist. I put so much hard work into it. And it didn't come out as great as I thought it would. So I felt like a failure. I felt like God failed me. And I felt like, yeah, I'm pretty good at music, but I'm not that good. And it just it just destroyed me. And so, like, I never – and this was back in 2017. And, like, I ended up releasing – from 2017, I released one song. I did a music video. You know, pretty pretty decent. It was, like, 500-something views on YouTube. Um, got a good amount of views on Facebook, if I'm just going by that. But, uh, like, that's all I've released since then. And it's just, like, the passion – the the drive the desire for music had just died and it was all tied in with my relationship with god because i feel like lord you failed me yeah and and it's like um i think one of the biggest things that a lot of us struggle with especially me is there's like these primary things of the faith and then there's secondary things and a lot of times we take those secondary things and make it a primary yeah for sure like me succeeding in music is not a primary thing in faith it's a secondary thing yeah like 
believing in Jesus Christ died on the cross, that's a primary. Yeah. Like that, if you're a Christian, that's you, yeah. everyone has to believe that as a Christian, regardless if you believe in speaking in tongues or that's right. raising people from the dead or whatever. Like yep. that's a primary. Definitely. But I took the secondary thing that I thought, God told me he's gonna do this and that, you know, prophetic or whatever. Yeah, dude. And I put it as a primary and since it didn't work out the way I thought it was. I mean, God never told me he was he was gonna open up a carpet. I just assumed yeah. that it caused my whole faith to crumble because I was like, oh, this is where I put my faith in. And since this didn't happen, then maybe God's not there. Maybe, you know, this is all false. Maybe I'm, you know, it's some a pipe sick dream. Some sick game or. Yeah. And so, like, so oh, man, I know it went dude. on for a while there, but yeah, it just, it really crushed me and, and, it was really defeating and, and, and uh, just frustrating. Yeah, dude. I I want to say, first of all, thank you for being real and sharing that with me yeah. and the people listening. Um, and I'm, I'm very sorry that you had to go through that. And um, we weren't – I wasn't exactly thinking, like, going this direction tonight, yeah. but um, – Everything you, you've been saying has really been hitting me right in the gut because it you're the first person that I've talked to that I feel like I can really relate to when it comes to music. Mm-hmm. And that's saying a lot. That's something, honestly, truly, I've been praying for this for years because I feel completely and totally alone. And my own struggles with music and faith. Yeah. Um, I relate to you when you say that music and God, like in your faith, are kind of like this close-knit thing. Yeah. Um, and for me, music, it's hard to explain. It's like this, I kind of refer to it as like this language that I can speak and at the time, when I God blessed me with my first guitar when I was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to play since I was seven years old. And um, it was a safe thing for me to do. Um, there was no privacy in my home. You know, it's, I couldn't write anything down. I couldn't speak because every time I spoke, um, I was in trouble. So I couldn't share how I was feeling. You know, it was a really toxic um, environment. But um, one thing that was safe was I could express myself with my guitar. And so everything I was feeling and thinking, I would just play it out on my guitar. And so I started writing music, and I never really realized it until later in my life. But for me, music... It's really personal. Yeah. You know, it's super personal. And so when something doesn't work out with music, it levels me every single time. And part it's of it was like music and you are almost one. Yeah. Yeah. And where f- where my faith comes into that is I also feel like I'm it's kind of weird to say, but I almost feel like I'm speaking to God as well when I'm playing guitar. Like, all those unspoken, like, just raw feelings are just being expressed. 
and um, I kind of discussed this before in a podcast, but um, in 2012, that's when my life completely changed, um, and music was like a huge part of my, it was actually an idol in my life, and what I mean by that was like it was literally consumed everything. All I did was work, eat, yeah, play there. music. Like that was it. And when I was working, I was thinking about music. When I was eating, I was thinking about music. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, for me, in 2012, God, when He uh, came to me and changed my life, He called me away from music for a time um, to strengthen my relationship with Him and to put music in a more uh, a less higher place in my life. I guess to explain it that way but the thing that he said to me because I was really frustrated at the time I was in a band um, and it was going well and it just blew apart and this had happened a couple times before what, what, what year is this this is around 2012 okay. um, and I'm, I'm a uh, metal musician um, and the band it's very ironic now but the band was called when fire meets flesh it was about the Holy Spirit um, meeting flesh. Um, and it's ironic because I was in a gas explosion and got all burned up. Oh, wow. So. <laughs> I mean, that's a cool <laughs> name, Fire Meets Flesh. Yeah. I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but the band exploded, you know, just fell apart. And um, I was really, really mad. I was mad at God. And that night he said, it's not your time yet. And that was immediate peace fell over me, like an unexplainable peace. And I talked about this um, with Uriah in the last podcast. But um, it was kind of a the best thing I could ever hear, but also the absolute worst thing I could ever hear. Because that phrase stuck in my mind for the from that point on until this point now. And so... It's almost like from that point on till now, I've been waiting. I've been in this waiting time. And the way that I've ex explained it to people is it's like I've been in this vocational purgatory for the past 10, 11 years. You know, the jobs that I get, I'm just getting the job to get the job. I don't really care about, I'm a landscaper currently. I don't really care about landscaping. I'm just got the job because I needed to pay the bills and yeah. you know it I was always focused on eventually I will be in this band you know eventually I will be doing music ministry and I'll be you know releasing the music and it'll be impacting these people and here I am you know I've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and it gets really how many years has it been it's been 11 years and it's it's really affected my faith and that's something that you were you were kind of touching on and it just really hit me hard and like some of the things you were the the way you were talking and the things you were saying um and i know the situations are a little different but it's the same kind of thing mm -hmm. and i just felt Every word that you said, I just felt because it just 
like I said, for the first time ever, I've come into contact with somebody who gets it. You know, it's super hard. And, you know, you go through times where it feels like nobody believes in you. And you feel crazy. And you feel like my entire life has kind of been, you know, like if you look back in your past, it's like my whole life has been building up to this point. Like if I, and the scariest thing, I've had to face this, um, is if I don't have this, my life, what is my life? Like, what do I have? Like, you know what I mean? And it's, it's scary. It's a scary place to be. Yeah, definitely. And I think God has worked, he's been working on me with this for, for a long time, especially in the past five years, um, since I've been, well, six years now, since I've been married to my wife. Um, and I feel like for the, for the first time in my life, um, music is in a more, a less fragile place in my life. Like, you know, it still hurts a lot, especially when I look back at, you know, like people blowing you off or, you know, like I'm kind of the, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I'm an all in or all out kind of guy. Yeah. Which sometimes is a great thing. Sometimes it's a terrible thing. I know, dude. (laughs) And, a lot of times I find myself in this place where I'm also, it's kind of weird because it depends on the person, but I'm either all in with somebody or all out with somebody. And so when like, like, okay, a perfect example, a couple years ago, I posted flyers all over Lynchburg um, saying, hey, I've got this band. I have all the songs written, which I've been sitting on these songs for three years now. Um and the band, it's it's all ready to go. All I need is these musicians to come join me, and we can go from there. And I've got a ton of uh, feedback, like a ton of like, yeah, I'm interested. Hey, I'm interested. And every single time, you know, you you get everything lined up, and then they just disappear, all of a sudden. And it's like, you just are like. God, what in the heck? You know, you get your hopes up, and then they get you get torn down, and then it's like seriously, what? And at, at times, I've been bitter, you know, with God or yeah. even towards music. You know, I've been burned out of music mm-hmm. um, just because it's so painful. It's like, why? Why do I want to go back to this again? Why do I want to open myself up all over again? You know, and it's like sometimes I look at my guitars and I'm like, I literally do not want to touch these things again because of the, you know, it's like a, I'm pretty sure you'll agree with this. It's a love hate relationship. Yeah, with music. absolutely. A hundred and ten percent. Yes. And <laughs> you know, when uh, not to cut you off, no, go ahead, please. I have a friend of mine who's a hip hop artist. Um, uh, does pretty well off um his name's jason he goes by the name of humble tip have you ever heard mm. of him Mm-mm. he he did like liberty's um like theme songs and stuff and um was pretty popular um for a good bit and he still does music full-time and um but uh he's someone who like i admire him like he's he's so he's such a uh energetic like he hustles like constantly writing music like um i i record his music so um he has a little studio in his basement 
Okay. So I'll go to his house and like uh, he'll just he'll call me up or text me, but hey man, I got a song I want to record. Can you come over Saturday? And I'll show up, record for a few hours, and stuff for him, and it's just it's crazy because like he'll call like and then next week, hey man, I got two songs. And I'm like, dang man, how many songs are you writing? <laughs> like, like you, I've written one in like three years. You've written like three in like one week. Like yeah. you, he's just so like he's always on it and stuff and. He has a uh, ministry called um, Beautiful Tomorrow. Mm. And right now, I think it's kind of chilled out because of COVID. But uh, yeah. what his ministry is, and it's really cool, is um, he'll go, he travels all across the country. You know, one week he'll be in Chicago, next week he'll be in Detroit, he'll be in New York, California, Texas. And he um, basically, he'll, he'll go to uh, middle schools and high schools and he'll uh, perform his music, he'll do motivational speaking. And just encourage kids, encourage kids, just like you know, like life lessons and positive, like just really strong stuff. And That's he has like this mascot he created that this guy would wear. It's like a tiger that oh. looks like him. It has like long threads <laughs> and backwards cool. hat and stuff. And but like, he's such like a pat. The reason I'm bringing this up is he's so passionate and just hardcore hustler and a strong heart for the Lord. Yeah. And so I'm always like. You know, going back with you, like he knows my struggle, like everything we've talked about. I've talked yeah. about it, and and one day he told me, just kind of like talking about what me and you've shared tonight, is he's like, man, what is your why? I was like, what do you mean? He's mm. like, what is your why for music? Yeah. He's like, because he's like, if I'm being honest with you, and he's like, I'm not trying to be mean, but he's like, man, you've been struggling with this for a long time. He's like, six months ago, we've had the same conversation and you've done nothing with music. And I was like, I know, man. Yeah. And he's like, you've been going through this for so many years. And and like little by little, like I told you, I'm starting to see the light. But uh, he just, he's been, there. what's awesome is he's not someone who struggles with depression and stuff, so he doesn't sure. understand it, but he's always willing to listen. He he constantly is like just checking on me and so he was one day he just asked me like what is your why what is your why and we talked on the phone the other day and i kind of told him a why yeah and he was like that's not a why man like what you've told me is like you want to be successful that's all you told me what is your why uh-huh. yeah and i was like he's like you what you need to do is you need to sit down you need to write down what is your why so i'm i want to read you my why yeah please do and it was something that like, cause that, it's like you have these ideas, but until you yeah. write it down, you're like, what is my why? Like, that's right. I know what my why used to be. Yeah. I know what I hope my why is, but right. what is my why? And so, um, and it's the same journal that I just read as far as like, questioning God, as far as like what I believe. And so, <clears throat> this is what I wrote down. So Jason told me to write down my why. Why I want to do music. I initially told him that I wanted to be successful. And that's pretty much it. But he said, I needed to know my why. So here is my why. I want to reach people through sharing my personal struggles, insecurities, and doubts I have with all things in life. I know it's not too common for especially men to be so open, but I'm someone who is very comfortable at being uncomfortable in these areas. I want to be a reminder through my music and my life that it's okay and normal to have insecurities and struggles. I want to showcase my real life experiences and hope that it will encourage others to do the same. I also want to show and demonstrate 
that to overcome your fears, you must run towards them and attack your fears. Beyond all that, music is a great way for me to express 100% of who I am. My journey of where I am currently at with the Lord is where I feel many Christians and people in general are feeling. Meaning they feel Christ is real and God is real, but because of outside influence from the world, they have many doubts. I feel that I can share at this time that it's okay to be there. It's okay to question God. God wants us to be honest with him. I feel like I can express that through my music. My why is I want to show my anger, my hurt, my pain, my joy, my love, my doubt, my sadness, and my full life through my music. I love to create. I love to create something from nothing. I love to see people be affected by my music. I want to bring positive change in people's hearts and lives through my music. My why. Lastly, the Lord truly gave me this gift and talent. I know I cannot sit on it or bury it in the ground. I know it will help so many people. I will, it will also help me. It will bring so much joy and relief. And I also know it will give me the ability to provide for my family and take us to places I would never even imagine. This is my why. And <clears throat> after I, so I, after I wrote the down, I, I called my friend Jason and I read it to him. <clears throat> and he's like, that sounds like a real why now. And he's like, I encourage you. And at first I was like, what? But he's like, <laughs> I, he's like, I encourage you and I would advise, he's like, laminate that. He's like, go to Staples, Laminator, or I don't know, whatever you need to do. And he's like, and put it in your area where you work on music. So when you get to the place of, oh, man, I released this song, but only six people have heard it. What's your why? Mm. When you're like, man, I haven't released a song in six months. What is your why? He's like, you need to remind yourself what is your why so that no matter the result, no matter if 100 people reject it, no matter what happens, you know what your why is. Because oh, wow. he's like, of course, because he's, he's in the process of writing a book right now. Yeah, and he's like, you know, my expectations. He's like, I'm not the kind of person who's gonna create that. Man, if one person reads it, yeah, it, you know, or I don't care if anybody reads it. He's like, of course, when you're creating something, you want people to hear it. That's right. Like that's the purpose of it. Yeah, you don't create. You know, that's you want people to be touched by it. And he's like, that's right. He's like, but at the same time, what is your why? Do are you creating your whatever gift it is, whether it's art, whether it's dancing, music. Um, or, you know, just a nine to five job that you're real passionate about or whatever it may be. Yep. Are you doing that in hopes that people will accept you? Yeah. And, or are you doing it? Like, what is your why? Cause if you know what your why is, and I'm talking to myself at the same time right now, sure. if you know what your why is, no matter what happens, even though like, even if you know your why someone may say something, it may hurt. But if you remind yourself, of what your why is, it will not stay there. That yeah. pain won't stink, sink in and stay there. You'll be able to push it out. And it's kind of like, you know, washing washing yeah. it out. And so... Just like, like scripture in a way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's something I'm trying to like, you know, this was, just, this was uh, for, uh, yesterday or Thursday when I wrote, um, spoke to him and wrote this down. But um, it's something that I'm trying to remind myself, what is my why? Because without writing it down, I lost my, what my why was. Yeah. 
I lost what it was. And so one thing that uh, uh, the artist Lecrae once said, which it's, it's such a strong uh, phrase. He said, if you live for people's acceptance, you'll die from their rejection. Wow. And it's like, so if your why is, oh, I want people to love me. I want people to, you know, to, to just, you know, praise me. I want to. And it's like, if you get that praise, oh, it's going to fill you up. But the moment that you get the rejection, it's going to destroy you. Yeah. And that's what initially happened with my mixtape in 2017. Because people, because I was living for people and, you know, in a mix of other things, just, you know, rejection and people lying to me. Oh, you know, yeah. that really hurt. The guy telling me, send me his, his yeah. starts this day. Like, the fact that I didn't ask him, he yeah. asked me, That's send me right. music. I send it. He never responded yeah. back. Run into me, make some excuses. He crushed me. Yeah. And so I had this hope that I placed in when it was not met, it was as if God rejected me. Yeah. Because I put it in that same category. And so when he told me to laminate that and have it around it, he's like, keep reminding yourself of your why. Because before I wrote this down, my why was like, man, I want to be successful. I want to enjoy music. I want to, that's kind of what I told him originally. I want to, yeah. you know, it's fun. You know, it's an outlet. Like, yeah. you know, it's really surface level. Sure. And he's like, that's not a why to me. And just writing that down, it, it really, even now kind of kind of fires me up yeah just having because if i do remind myself of that like of course the quality of music you want you want it to sound good that's right you know yeah. you don't want to like you don't want to release a turd because <laughs> yeah. no matter how much you polish my friend always told me this uh -huh. no matter how much you polish a turd <laughs> it is still a turd at the end of the day yeah so like you want to release good quality of sure. course yep but is that the primary or is that the secondary mm. what's the main thing your 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 why and what is your why if i'm wanting to really um reach people if i want people if i really believe what i wrote down yeah that i want to share my struggles my insecurities talk about things that people don't like to talk about talk about yeah. my anger issues with my dad you know talk about the physical abuse my brother went through talk about how my wife was raped as a child like if if i want to talk about you know my parents getting divorced and how much that affected me my father almost dying in a car accident and it, it just changed my whole life like if, if i if i want to be honest like i need to talk about those things and if i want to reach people i need to talk about the things that people don't like to open up like one yeah. of my biggest passions um as of recently and i have a song that i'm uh, in the process of doing, it's been like many years since I've been working on it, is I want, this song is called Father Wounds, and I want it to create, I want it to at least open the door for sons who have so much bitterness towards their dad yeah. for valid reasons. I want it to open the door to, even if their father never apologizes for what they did, not just forgive their father for what they did, but also love them. You know, the Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. Like, yeah. One thing that I've learned with my dad, because my dad's not a big talker, like you can't just have a normal conversation. You have to ask him a bunch of questions to get him to say something. Yeah. Is one thing that I've learned through um, his accident and stuff that happened um, is I was like, you know what? I am going to, you know, Rick always talked about weather talk. Like, oh, yeah. you know, surface level weather talk. I'm not going to have that. I will always bring the conversation below the surface, whether he wants to or not. 
So I'm going to push that and I'm going to love him, whether he apologizes for what he did, if he never does, that doesn't matter to me anymore because my dad almost died. Yeah. And this whole time I was holding this stuff against him and I thought, man, what if he died? Yeah. This whole time I was waiting for him to apologize to me so that we could create a relationship. But I'm like, what if he never apologizes? Yeah. And so, you know, every situation is different for, with people, of course. But sure. I want one of the things and through my music and especially with the song, I want it to create the doorway to show people like, yo, here's a situation. Maybe your situation is similar or a little different. But I wanted to open the door of people to actually at least hopefully begin the process of conversating with their father, loving them regardless of where they're at in life, and hopefully opening the door to discuss those hard truths about, hey, when you did this as a kid, that really crushed me. I know we've never talked about it, and you may not feel that way, but it crushed me. Like, that's a hard thing to talk about. Yeah, it is. Very difficult. I've had that conversation with my dad. And I've had times where it went, it did not go well, 100% the opposite direction. And then I've had times where it went very well or in the mixture. And so back to what I was saying with the why, like if I remember my why, and like I said, I'm talking to myself at the same time, no matter what happens, whether someone rejects it, whether someone doesn't like it, I have to understand, I know what my why is. Like if I can hold on to my why, then that stuff can't penetrate to the point where it crushes me and throws me off for years you yeah know what i mean absolutely sorry i felt like i was standing on top of a <laughs> soapbox <laughs> you need to learn your why <laughs> no dude i that's good advice and i i fully agree with that um i think that that was something that that god eventually brought out with me too um mm-hmm. and that was part of where I am now with music is a lot more healthy. Um, I still have a lot of pain yeah. from the past of it, yeah. but I do have a strong why now. And honestly, I it's hard to say it and admit it, but truthfully, if I wouldn't have gone through all those years of waiting, there are a lot of things that, have changed in me in those 10 years, 11 years of waiting, you know, like I went through counseling and, um, discovered. So if, if we're talking about, um, the band that I'm in, the band name is covet of misery, meaning it sounds really funny and like kind (laughs) of super negative, but it's actually pretty cool. Um, the whole album is written, in process of me going through counseling so it starts with childhood goes into young adult and then ends on me finding healing Mm -hmm. um none of that would have happened um my why at the in the past was very similar to yours you know and just in, in a personal way for me personally it was super it was shallow and it would if if i would have been in a successful Christian metal band in the past, it would have it would have destroyed me. I would have been yeah. done. You wouldn't, especially with all that counseling and yeah, and all that life lessons. It, that early success could have brought you into horrible places and situations. Definitely, and and I think even to like my where I was in my faith 
wasn't. Were you married back in like 2012 yet? No, I I got married in 2014. Okay. Um, so there's a chance I wouldn't have even met my wife. Um, where I was in my faith at the time, I I don't even know if I still would be a Christian just because with the metal scene in particular, there's a lot of um, atheism or just there's a lot of lack of Christianity in the metal scene. And I've seen a lot of younger metal bands turn away from their faith because they just get beat down. You know, they don't, I guess I can't really speak for them, but from what I can see of it, they're, they're, their foundation, their faith foundation is not strong enough. And they eventually it caves and they, you know, they look around, they see the world, you know, they see the God of the Bible, they see God in the Bible, but then they have a hard time connecting. Okay, how is this Bible that's 2,000 years old or whatever, how is it at all in in this world today? Like, you know, failing to see that connection, like... You know, I see God, but I don't see God in the world. You know, you look around at everything, and it's like, where the heck is God in all of this yeah. kind of thing? But anyway, um, I'm kind of babbling on. No, you're good. But, uh, yeah, my, my why has led me to this point where we have convergence now. And What is that? What is, I'm, I'm sorry, I may, I may be ignorant, but what what is, like, the meaning of convergence? What? So... Convergence is, so like think, you know when a stream um, eventually connects to a river, Mm -hmm. and then a river inevitably connects to the ocean. So convergence, the way I explain it is like the the point where the stream and the river connect, Mm -hmm. that convergence moment. Um, (laughs) It sounded kind of stupid, but (laughs) hopefully that makes sense. But um, the idea is to bring stories, to bring art to these people that are listening right now, um, um, to bring the art in, converge with their, um, where they are right now. Okay. Um, yeah, I got you. I know I was kind of fumbling around with no, that. No, no, that's no. A, that's a cool, uh, I've never heard that name, and that's a cool idea. Yeah, and bringing two things together. Yeah, so that's that's kind of like the the basic idea. Um, so I'm I'm personally much better at writing things down and then talking because my brain, like I'm scatterbrained, so it's hard for me to like focus. <laughs> it's all good. I'm the same way. What? Like, I it's like I. Talking about one topic, but then it's like, all right, well, in order for me to say this and if for it to make sense, I have to go down here. Yeah. I have to go this way. It's like I have to take all these different uh, avenues to get to the main thing. And sometimes, like my wife, many times will be like, okay, get to the <laughs> point. Like you're just yeah. you're going all over the place. Like I asked you a question and then you're telling me a whole story about this. And then <laughs> <laughs> like instead of just going yeah, straight dude. up, you're going all the way around uh-huh. to get to it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, my why is pretty strongly connected to my past mm-hmm. um and i was thinking back to when i was a teenager when i was a kid and what did i need you know i had i did believe in god um 
Um, but what what else did I need? And I know that sounds kind of weird, but what I needed was positive. And I'm not saying positive like cheesy and corny. I'm just saying like I needed people in my life that could be there with me through what I was going through. And like the music I was listening to, I was, I was a metalhead then too, um, was dark and yeah. just reinforcing all the negative crap that was already, you know, going on in my head. And so it didn't help me. It just entrenched me in these thought processes. What you, oh, sorry to cut you off, but what no, you, you're good. What made you keep listening to it if it didn't help? Like, what 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 was in it that made you what kept drawing you towards it? That is a great question, and I think the answer to that is looking back. I'd say it didn't help me at the time. I think it was a combination of I didn't realize that it wasn't helping me, and I was drawn to it because they were how do I explain it? They were talking. They were reinforcing all the negative feelings that I was feeling. So kind of like, and in a like way, a voice speaking for you as yeah. far as like any anger or hurt, they're kind of like projecting that yeah. for you. But at the same time, kind of feeding you with that as well. Exactly. Yeah. In a way, it felt great. It was like, yeah, I'm super mad, and you know, the music just connected with all that. It connected yeah. with the anger. It connected with the feeling depressed and feeling isolated and. Just everything that I was feeling.